Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how the fuck are you this week? It's a good week, John Cakes. Love the Christmas, New Year's Eve week. Yeah. Anything left over or anything left for you to accomplish before um, January 1st of 2019? (laughs) I can uh, try to lose the about 20 pounds I gained the past month. I don't know if I could do it in the next three days, but... You could. Uh, Trash bags, uh, steam room, a lot of running. <laughs> I could sit you in front of the Rocky movie and you'll probably take a lot of lessons there. You go lose uh, that weight. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. There's a freedom where you where you just decide you don't give a shit and you will eat and drink whatever you want. Yeah, you live that. Um, it's a very hedonistic lifestyle you have. I think that's what it is. <laughs> You're like Caligula. Um, so for any new listeners, you can listen to us on iTunes or Google podcasts, um, also available on anchor and SoundCloud. And if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at garden state of mind cast at gmail.com. And Jeff, very disappointing week. No, no emails from our listeners. Uh, we were here. I know we were hearing from a lot of people across, uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and I contemplated making up an email so that we could read something to <laughs> whatever listeners we have today, but um, I decided against that. It's very dishonest, so we're, we're going to have to move on from that segment. No listener mailbag hmm. this week. I know. That's just really sad. No viewer mail. On them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? It's a busy time for people, Jeff. It is. I've been busy you know, doing a lot of shit. My daughter got a lot of stuff. I got to hang on her walls and all that. I was telling you earlier, um, busy time for people. You, what have you been doing in this in this week off between Christmas and New Year's? I've kind of been working. There's not that much to do. There's not many people that are working in my industry. But um, nothing, you know, the the relatives are still in town, still messing around with them. But nothing really. It's been very quiet. Yeah, it sounds like it's been an exciting week. <laughs> I, went to, I, I did go to the Eagles game Sunday Yeah, so you know what That's a good way to kick off Some of our Eagles conversation here So um, tell me about the, the game The atmosphere over there at the link What was it like? Um, I, 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 I'm typical, I guess It's It was my first, actually, Eagles home game in, in Since 2012 I went to Andy Reid's last game Against the Redskins um, or he got fired that that off season. Thank God, or it ended. Um, but it's been, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, right. But you know, Eagles fans are Eagles fans, and they never change. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. Very passionate about our team. Um, I feel like some of the Carson Wentz and Nick Foles conversation has died down. I find it funny though. So it it feels like uh, every time I tune into a radio show or even some other podcasts like um, what's the one I was telling you about fourth and John mm-hmm. that, that big Philadelphia podcast. And it's everyone just come to this decision that, okay, um, here's how it's supposed to be. Nick Foles is our postseason quarterback and Carson Wentz is our regular season quarterback. This seems <laughs> to be the consensus now amongst people who apparently, you know, 
must believe that they know everything about football and, and how teams should be run. I, I hear that, and it, it sounds really dumb to me. Uh, I, I do agree that Foles has shown that he can play well in the postseason once, um, in, and, he, and he did it in great fashion, right, winning the Super Bowl. But So is that the conclusion I'm supposed to draw, that Carson's only good from weeks 1 through you know, 15, 16? There's a reason why that sounds really dumb to you, oh, and it's it's, a, it's an obvious one because it's really dumb. Lefko tweeted that out and then said it on his podcast about uh, Wentz is the starter and Foles is the closer. I mean, this is just oh, I heard something like that. About it's baseball. so dumb. Yeah, I guess maybe everyone did. Everyone forget that uh, Foles couldn't beat Ryan Fitzpatrick in Tampa. They forget that game, and we we couldn't uh, wait. We couldn't wait for Carson to come back, I think, the following week against the Colts. It's Foles in December. Big Dick Nick. Yeah. Uh, you know, after after 12-1, he'll kill you. He'll take you out. Uh, it's also, I, I swear, too, it's definitely – I don't know how much sway – like, I listen to Bill Simmons. I listen to his podcasts. You know, The Ringer, we, listen, we both listen to the NFL podcasts. He might have a big, a bigger influence than we think, in in terms of how it seeps into everyone's unconscious. Is I think when he, when someone like him will talk about, you know, you trade Wentz for uh, to the Giants for Barkley and their first round pick and all this stuff, it, and so it gets into the atmosphere. He's definitely trolling us. Like this is a troll job for anyone to make us believe that we don't want Wentz and he's tradable. It's complete right. insanity, and I, and <laughs> the idea that we're all falling for it, or at least enough people are, like, don't give in to this. This is bullshit. You That's know, just, great. Just, I did not hear that Barkley, um, yeah, that Barkley rumor. That's so ridiculous. Like you would trade away a, a quarterback who's probably going to be, you know, top five, top ten for the next ten years. Why would you do such a thing? You a running course. back can fade away in three years. I'm telling you, this is outside forces trying to make us think this way and and drum up a controversy where there isn't one. Yeah, I'm I, not falling I, for it. I'm not no, taking I'm not that either. bait. I'm not either. I do, I, than that. I have a question for you. Yeah. Who's a better coach, Peterson or Garrett? <laughs> uh, Peterson, I guess. <laughs> we, I know we had that debate. <laughs> We had that debate uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's great. I was waiting for you to bring that one back off. I was okay. hoping that it would just, you know, <laughs> quietly go away. Um, yeah, I know. I Look, I mean, Garrett is what Garrett is, and I hope that he stays with the Cowboys forever, just like I hope Jerry Jones remains the owner until he passes away. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Peterson has certainly I, – I, is it Peterson or is it Foles? <laughs> Uh, who's doing the, the good work here? Well, I, listen, there's something to be said, you know, play calling aside and third downs we can't figure out and all this other bullshit. There's something to be said for the culture that has been built that Peterson fosters. I told you that Dallas game, they played hard as shit and with almost well, they had reason to. But, you know, it was pretty hopeless. They played hard as shit in, in L.A., you know, uh, this week, there's something to be said for this team still playing hard. We 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 laugh at coaches all over the league where the teams quit on them and, and you know, and we make fun of them. So I think we got to give them some credit at the very least for being a leader of this of, a, of this team. 
I agree. I mean, certainly he deserves a ton of credit. You know, how much of it is Foles and his leadership and not necessarily Doug? I'll tell you what. It was loud, man, when Foles got introduced before the game. And then when he came back in after getting injured, that was there were there were a couple of moments there. I mean, yeah, it's just, look, he won the Super Bowl, right? He I mean, the first quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl for yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. It's crazy. We laugh about it because it's Nick Foles. And you thought, it, you know, the problem is you go back to uh, when he was with the Rams under Jeff Fisher and just how pathetic it was. And that wasn't his fault. You know, I mean, I don't know what he could have done. I don't no. ever analyze those games. I don't know what he could have done there. He did have Jeff Fisher as his head coach. And you and I, we don't like Jeff Fisher. I don't think many people do as a coach. So that's the problem is, you know, you look back on his career and it's like, wow, there were so many years over. He just sucked. But it was probably was not him. And that's why he was considered to be a joke. And, and nobody yeah. gave him any chance to win a Super Bowl. So that's the weird part about it is his career was just kind of blah, except for that, whatever it was, a 27-2 and two that I constantly hear about. Um, so ridiculous. And he it, he is only 29, too. It feels like he's been around for 10 years. Okay, but, so we, we were right. He's like tw- He's not even 30 yet. Right. I was wrong. I thought he was in his 30s, but it just I guess yeah. it just feels that way because of those lost years. Like, yeah, when you see him on the Rams, I mean, it's like, oh, God. But it's not it's his terrible. fault. I'm not. Yeah, we can't blame him for that that performance. No, because guess what? While he was sucking, you know who else was blowing out there? Todd Gurley, who's who's now yeah. like you know one of, one of the best running backs in the league. And guess what? They both had Jeff Fisher as their head coach. So I w- it goes to show you. I was secretly jealous of you in our fan uh, fantasy draft when you picked Gurley, but you had him a year early, like as rookie year. I, I did. I screwed and that one up. I was like, oh, man, that's a good pick. And then, you know, Fisher – I don't know how Fisher fucked that up. I mean, God, what a <laughs> what a, what a fuckhead. <laughs> I know. I love that guy, man. He's just so <laughs> terrible. No apologies either, man. He's just terrible and just d- keeps moving on, doing things the way he wants to do them. He's, he's not coaching anywhere, right? Like even at a collegiate level? I don't think so. Jeff Fisher – I uh, know. Probably think writing so. his memoirs. He's writing his memoirs <laughs> from the Tennessee days, I guess. Yeah, I lost by a foot. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a good Super Bowl. So, um, how do you feel about the Eagles' chances of getting in the playoffs? I'm not feeling very good. No, I, I don't see how Minnesota loses. I know. Uh, we're, we're dreaming. I, I mean, we can convince ourselves that the Bears don't want to play them three times and 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 want to try to get home field. And I do think I, I think the Niners can give the Rams a, a, a game, um, but I, I when push comes to shove. I don't think Minnesota. I mean, God, getting rid of Filippo was just all they needed. Who knows what would have, would have happened if they just had whoever the guy is there now all year? I think he was yeah. there last year. Uh, yeah, they're probably easily in the playoffs or winning the division. Maybe it seems that way. I mean, I I guess I'm I'm. It's going to be disappointing this weekend because, you know, the Eagles are obviously going to beat up on the Redskins. It's going to be meaningless. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, what time is the Rams game? Is that 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock? That's 4. It's 4. Okay, so at least it's the same time as the Bears-Vikings. But the problem is, yeah, they're going to keep their eye. And the coach even said it. 
he said we're going to keep our eye and see what the score is like and if if the Rams are just killing the Niners then you know they're going to pull all their starters but I don't know maybe Chicago's uh second tier could beat the Vikings it's just hard for me to believe especially in Minnesota I don't see it happening I don't yeah I don't know this is a tough week for that kind of shit anyway but um I mean, listen. It's what the Eagles deserve. They've had they had their chances. They should have beat Dallas at home. Uh, they certainly, obviously, could have beat them on the road. Um, you know, they shouldn't have lost. Didn't they? We lost to the Giants at home, right? Did we lose to the Giants? Yes. Yeah. You know, you can't lose to the Giants. Um, the the Vikings game was a disaster. In retrospect, the Panthers game was even the worse. The Panthers game. That was you know that's that you know it's a shame, but. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And yet we go ahead and beat the Texans. And Deshaun Watson, who has just played out of his mind last weekend. Oh, my God. It, it's a head-scratcher. He was he was pretty awesome in person. Yeah, I believe it. He was awesome to watch on television. I just can't believe that guy's just a one-man show. Yeah. He's like, just get me somebody that could catch the ball. How about why would we not have covered – uh, or at least double teamed um, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, like, why not? There's nobody else to throw to. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Schwartz, he confuses me. I don't get. I don't know his scheme. I don't understand it. No, I. It's a great question. It seems. It seems yeah. obvious. It seems obvious. That's gonna go unanswered. Um, so I mean, unless unless there's a miracle, the Eagles probably aren't making the playoffs. So. We'll be talking about other teams over the next few weeks. Do we want to? Maybe we'll be talking about the Patriots uh, getting bounced. That could be. You know what? Um, I've heard it a couple places. You and I have talked about it, like like the bad calls, bad officiating, and and home field. And I think it's kind of as simple as that. Just human nature of you're almost as a ref subconsciously you're like making these calls for the home fan kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, not 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 completely on purpose, but it just it just kind of happens that way. And um, I just that's the problem with the Patriots, even this year. That shitty division that they're basically uh, um, as as mediocre a team, really. Let me see what they are DVOA. They're seven in offense, nineteen in defense. That's okay, but I, you know they're going to have home field until you know Kansas City. If Kansas City even makes it to the championship game, and you know, and and when it when push comes to shove, and Patriots are at Kansas City, who are you going with, Belichick or Reed? I mean, you know, give me a break. So this fucking team somehow is probably going to get back to the Super Bowl, unless someone picks them off in New England. I don't, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think there's a few teams that I would I would take against them, even in New England. I'd probably take. Um, well, I definitely take the Chargers if the Chargers wind up playing them in New England. Okay, and and maybe the Ravens just because of that defense I, and because they can probably run all day long against Belichick's defense. Just doesn't look all that great. And although they've beaten the Texans like a couple straight times up there, I think the Texans match up well and have been really in those games and winning them until they get you know then beaten down, but. Now, my fear with the Texans is they're running out of offensive weapons. You know, that now they lost right. Demarius Thomas for their year. They have no Will Fuller. I don't know who the tight end is. They have Lamar Miller back and DeAndre Hopkins, but my God, they don't have anyone for him to throw to. No, I would 
but trust me, he can do enough by himself. Um, I don't. <laughs> I think if there's a year where the Patriots are going to get knocked off at home, this would this feels like the year. I, yeah, let's hope so. If, yeah, if, we'll see. If you're a road team now, like, do you have to approach? I'm not even asking you. I'm telling you. I think you have to approach road games, and then especially as a playoff start, as like, as like, a, you know how Will Fortune gives you the, the letters for like the final. They give you R S T L N N. Like you yes. just have, you're a road team in the NFL. Just assume you're going to get fucked out of ten points. Either you know <laughs> you're going to get some ridiculous call against your defense that's going to give them an easy yeah. touchdown. Just assume, just assume you're losing ten nothing before the game starts. Just get that in your mind. You know, you're going to get fucked. Just be ready for it. You know, don't don't freak out about it. Just roll with it. Like I, I think that's what everyone has to just get ready for. Well, yeah, and that's why I think that two teams that that won't matter with would be the Chargers and the Ravens. The Ravens, like John Harbaugh, is not going to change his game plan. Even if he's down 10 points, guess what? He's still going to run the ball. He's going to run it probably 60 to 70% of the time, and they have the players that can do that. And then the Chargers, you can't ever count Rivers out, it it appears. He just, you know, they're unstoppable. Even when they're down 10 or 14, they'll get back in your face. So, I wish I had see. seen that game. I didn't. I didn't see a second of the char- of the Ravens Chargers game. That was uh, a good one. That was a great game. Um, and and you know what else was a great game? The Steelers uh, Saints, except for the Steelers not hanging on to win that one. They, they made see, mistakes again. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. On one hand, I was way off about the Saints killing them, but on the other hand, I was way on knowing that Tomlin would fuck it up. So you yes. know. You can't pick them to win the game. I mean, yeah, sure, they covered, but... They you know. absolutely should have won that game. They were the better team all day. Hmm. I thought they were. Um, you know, I mean, certainly New Orleans didn't look horrible, but Roethlisberger played his best game of the year, and Antonio Brown, his best game of the year. Like, you know, when those two guys are clicking, and the defense was able to come up with some stops, like, it was really close down at the at the stretch there, but then stupid Juju, uh, you know, fumbled the ball, and and that was it. That was the end of the game. They were driving. They were going to tie at a minimum, or take the lead, and they couldn't do it. So well, this is yeah. This this is one of everyone lamenting the fact that the Steelers might not make the playoffs and how good they are. I just this is, that's the thing. They're they're not winning a Super Bowl. I don't care how good their you know their their skill players are. They're not. They're something will happen. They'll fuck it up. They all that, that's all I, they've been doing lately. I know. I don't. I still have that fear. If I was another team, I would still have that fear if Pittsburgh was coming into town because they do have some crazy athletes on on their on their side. But you're right. I mean, they just make so many mistakes, and mistakes in the postseason just cost you the game. So, and we've seen it time and time again with Tomlin just making terrible calls and decisions. My God, they cannot get out of their own way. I've never seen it like this. Not with Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's just been it's been snowballing. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get back to the NFL in Johnny, a little bit. Okay. Go what? Ahead. No. No. Who's Frank Adonis? He's dead. Frank Adonis. Oh God, I don't know who is that. They call him a Goodfellas Casino actor. Frank. Ad- so he's in Goodfellas and Casino. I recognize Frank him, but Adonis. I can't. 
Oh, you I do recognize him? I recognize his face, but I don't remember. He's like just a an extra guy, kind of. Oh, it just, so it just, it just flashed on my speaking? TV that Frank Adonis died. I'm like, what? You you know? Have many some... speaking lines? Oh, he was uh, Remo. He he was uh, oh. Remo in Casino, right? No. no, no, no. That's not Remo. Just look him up and look oh. at him. Oh, for, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Don't what apologize. Were you, what were you gonna say? Before I, uh, well, it's funny you went on to the, the movie topic. I was going to ask you to please explain to me what the hell's going on with Woody Allen now. <laughs> Woody. Woody. So he was, uh, yeah, he was trending this week. He, he had a 16-year-old girlfriend in the 70s uh, that he was banging. and She pursued him, so she wanted Woody. I mean, who doesn't? Mm. And... So she was 16, and then the age of consent was 17 back then. And they had, like, a three- or four-year relationship, menage a trois all the time. And, and like, you know, he finally ended it with her when he brought Mia Farrow by to have another threesome. Like, why, you know, Mia Farrow having threesomes with Woody, um, you know, a young 16-year-old model, good-looking model having threesomes with Woody. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, what am I – I am a straight man, but what am I missing here? Is Woody that appealing and charming that – is it more than just I want to be in his movies? His movies are good and funny. I've never I'm seen curious. a Woody Allen movie. Well, I'm curious. Was his success rate with the 16-year-olds better in high school or post-high school? <laughs> it seems like post-high post, post high school is where he really killed with that age bracket because <laughs> I feel like when he was walking the halls of that school, his ass was getting shoved into a locker, um, You know, probably punched in the face. Like he was getting – brutalized i would i would imagine he wasn't being appreciated for his you know comic wit uh I, walking the the halls of his high school yeah he was his real high school years he's carson wentz but post high school years he's nick Foles. <laughs> he's not even a carson wentz <laughs> no he's not that's of course good, not. that's a good analogy can you imagine yeah he must have been abused in high school right isn't the guy like, the I guy think the guy's like five more, five right <laughs> Yeah, and he was right. He was probably more like a Howie Roseman type, I, I would think, <laughs> in high school. And not that I'm saying Howie Roseman would do the things that this guy's done. That you know, please, he's a criminal. Uh, yeah, don't bring up Howie in this, in this conversation. I, <laughs> well, you started do, talking about Eagles people, so I was trying to run yeah, down I'm the sorry. comparison. How does be he, closer? How do you? How does he manage threesomes? Like. Why would anyone do that? Well, he was in Hollywood. God, it's amazing. He was a a Hollywood director and actor. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you have those types of credentials, you can pull some threesomes very easily. Now, I'm not saying you should go out, you know, trolling at the high school um, courtyards and stuff like that. But I guarantee you can you could pull a threesome for yourself easily. You know, this this I probably not this probably would not come out right, but I'll say it anyway. Like this is the problem with not the Me Too movement in general, but the idea of you know the the real women that are abused in the industry. For every one of them, there's twenty that will have threesomes with Woody Allen, and yeah. that's the, and they fuck it up for everybody. Like if everyone <laughs> could just stay stay strong, um. 
you know, I, I, I bring this up all the time, even with just like wearing condoms, uh, you know, like, like women have all the power in this situation. Again, not assuming some, some psycho that's, you know, physically abusing you, whatever, just a normal day to day, you know, relationship or boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, where the guy says to you, yeah, I don't like con, I don't like to use condoms. I don't like the way it feels. And then the girl goes, all right, you know, nine times out of 10, she's like, okay, sure. No problem. Instead of just holding strong and saying, no, there's no chance we're doing anything without a condom. I mean, let's pretend, uh, you know, I just always, I I just think about myself in these situations. Like if, if I was so dead set against, I don't want to use a condom, you know, but my girlfriend was like, no, you have to. I mean, I would give it a couple days and I would give in and say, okay, I'll wear a condom. Like, or maybe, you know, a couple minutes. A like, couple you know, days? I was going to yeah. say, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. What am I talking about? Like, like most, in, in a, again, in a regular situation, the women have all the power. And they don't use it. They don't use it. And then they we have threesomes. When you're, when you're younger. Now, when you're younger, they use it against you when you're, you think about like 17, 18, even all the way up through 22, 23, for a guy, you know, mentally you're the equivalent of 14 or 13. It, that's when they can manipulate you at, at their best. Then as you get older, I don't know what it is, but that that power shift happens where it seems like this is where the, the men thrive for some reason in those late, mid to late 20s where some of these women are just willing to do whatever for some of these nitwits. I don't yeah. get it, but it's just that weird power shift that occurs. Like, man, when I was... 18 or 19, I mean, you know, my girlfriend in college, she could have told me to do whatever the hell she wanted because I was just, you know, I was just happy to be getting anything. Sure. You know, I wasn't the one who was putting stipulations. She was. (laughs) No. I know. You weren't saying no to anything. Yeah. All all teenage girls need to be training up the boys to be like, listen, just the way of life, use a condom. And then everyone just could kind of move on with life. Think of all the problems it would solve. Diseases. Well, if they would just remember that they still have the power, if they could just hold on to that thought through their 20s and into their early 30s, they, things would fare out better for them, I feel like. You know, you don't have to give it up for these losers, for anyone. That's certainly not for the likes of Woody Allen. No, no, cut it out. Yeah. You're fucking it up for the, for everyone else. Well, how about this public service announcement that, that, we're, that we're putting on here? This is it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a Garden it State is. of Mind staple. Uh, you know, it, it is. We're pro woman. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. You know, for God's sakes. Um, any, any fun stuff happening? Screw Woody. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Any fun stuff happening on the uh, the airlines? I know you haven't been traveling a lot recently, but we haven't talked about it in a while. Oh man, I have. There's, Anything there's, fun? There's always so much. TSA. They took my cigar lighter out of my bag. That I've traveled, I've been traveling with this cigar lighter in my bag for months, months. Was it a torch? And then they decided this, you know, last week. No, it's just a um, uh, no, it's not a torch, just a butane uh, lighter. But it has a little um, knob at the bottom where you can punch a hole in a cigar, and it's really oh, okay. It's perfect, and now I can't find it anywhere. I was looking for one this week. But it's like there's just oh, they're so stupid. I did, fa- <laughs> I did fat shame somebody. How so? On a, on a and why are you doing that? 
Well, all right, maybe I didn't. Well, I'll ask you. But so you're undoing all the good work we just did with the with the women. <laughs> well, uh, it, was, it was a ago. it was a guy. Um, oh, okay, that's fine then. So it's a Southwest flight. So I don't have my typical my seat I love the the left side of the plane with nobody in front of me. That seat was taken. So I went to the opposite row, and I'm on the right side, but this has a seat in front of it. So it's still a good window seat, but it's just, you know, you don't have that. You don't have one. You don't have the extra room for your legs, and you don't have that solid barrier between the seats. Okay? Yeah. So it's very early in the boarding. I'm there. Um, there's someone in the aisle, and then you hear someone coming in, and there was other – there was other uh, emergency row seats available. This guy decides to sit in the middle of us. Like in the beginning of the boarding process, this guy sits down. I sent you a picture of him. It's not like he was the fattest guy ever. But as soon as he sat down, I ha- immediately had like my arms kind of went up. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it was so like we were immediately squished. I'm feeling, right. I'm feeling his whole leg, his whole stomach, everything on me. And like I just I just made a split second decision. I'm like, oh okay. I, I can't I can't do this for two hours. Like I I can't <laughs> even I can't even turn towards the window like I normally do would be doing anyway and get away from this guy. I'm gonna feel him all all flight. And it's like an immediate intrusion into your personal space just uh, by him being there. Yes. It was almost yeah. co- it was almost comical, like if you would have seen how like kind of my arms like I immediately lost whatever autonomy I had. So I just, I, I waited like a minute. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't do this. I just can't do it. So I, I get my bag. I'm like, Oh, excuse me. I'm going to, I said, uh, I said, I said to the guy, I said, do you want to take my seat? The window seat? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, I'm good. I said, uh, I said, uh, he's like, it's too much for you. Or he said something along those lines, like, Oh, you can't take it or something. And I said, no, no, no. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. So, so at that point I'm like, that's me being nice about the situation. I didn't say to the yeah. guy, no, you're a big fat fuck that I can't be near. I said, no, I have right. to go to the bathroom. And then he, he, he doubled back and he's like, oh, it's, it's too, you can't – something along those lines. You can't take it. You can't do this. And I'm like – He kept going on about it? Yeah, he went back twice. And I'm, and I'm like, I, no, no. I, I just kept on going. I got, I got the fuck out of there. And then I actually did have to go to the bathroom and I went in the back <laughs> I went in the back and I went and I asked the flight attendant, I said, can I use the, the restroom? She's like, yeah, yeah. And then I come out and she's, and then I get this super happy. Um, so how you doing today? I'm like, oh, pretty good. She's like, all right, that's good to hear. You're doing so good. Cause if you weren't doing so good, I'd want you to go back up to the front of the plane and not need, I'm like, oh, bitch, shut the fuck up. Just shut oh the my fuck God. up. But I, I'm still thinking about this guy and I'm like, I don't know. I made the right decision. Then, of course, now I'm with like the commoners and the regular seats. And then I had not as fat as him, but just a big enough guy where it wasn't a good flight anyway for me. Right. But I don't know. We do live in an obese country. So the odds of you sitting next to someone obese are probably likely. It's true. I mean, I you know, so did I fat shame him or I just I mean, I had to get out of there. I couldn't I, I couldn't deal with it. No, it sounded like you took the high road and he was trying to bait you into making a comment. And the, trust me, that would have you. Somebody would have had their camera on you. Oh, recording yeah. Recording you fat shaming him. 
not that it would have mattered, but it would have been, you know, Garden State of Mind co-host, you know, Fat <laughs> James, uh, so and so, on it on an airline, Southwest, you know, flight or whatever. <laughs> I, I could just imagine the, the headlines. I'm glad uh, you, you held back. Maybe I, uh, maybe I need to do a Better Call Saul esque, like fake public thing, so we can get uh, some more li- <laughs> more listeners to the pod. I'll hang, you know, the way he hung from the billboard. Maybe I'll just do a, a what you just said, a real fat shaming thing. Yeah, how much does it take to buy, you know, airtime? How much does it cost, rather? Uh, like what? Like a Super Bowl commercial? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we would buy some Super Bowl time. I don't know that we're going to be able to afford that. <laughs> um, I'm thinking like Sunday, that time between Saturday and Sunday. Uh, maybe like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. How much would like say 30 seconds of commercial time cost? Where on on local? Yeah, I guess you're looking at you know ABC, NBC. I I don't know. Does anyone who does anyone watch ABC at 2 a.m. in commercials? I don't know, but I mean, if we're gonna get a public service announcement or some, you know, if we were gonna run something with you fat shaming someone, we would have to get some some airtime. I was just curious if you knew how much that stuff costs. Mm. No, I don't know. It's it would have to be somewhat organic. We uh, we should probably invest in better equipment before we start trying to buy commercial time anyway. <laughs> if we have the money for commercial time, we should probably pour it into the equipment we're using to record this show. What, really? This is not the the top of the line. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but there there's things that we can do. Um, do you have any traveling you have to do around New Year's? No, I think we're just going to kind of stay around home. Are you excited for New Year's Eve? N- not really. I, I, I really don't give a shit. Do people ever have a good New Year's Eve? I feel like I've had this conversation with, with others in the past. Like, I've never had a great New Year's Eve. I can't remember one. And I'm 46. That's what a makes, lot of years. What makes it a great one? I don't know where you feel like, wow, that was a great night. I don't know. Like when you went to see, when you saw the Eagles win the Super Bowl, you probably walked away and said, well, that was a great fucking day. Like I've never, I've never woken up, uh, you know, New Year's and I was like, wow, last night was awesome. Like never. Well, it's just, uh, yeah, it's ultimately kind of just, I mean, we're all just like very hyped. We're so primitive with our, you know, it's end of years, it's months, you know, we have the only thing that matters is like your age in increments of five. And, you know, it, why is 30 more important than 29? And it's all so dumb. It's all everything is so dumb. It's all big nothing, Johnny. <laughs> well, you have to you have to mark you, you mark thing. You know, we, we mark dates and times, you know, well, why are we uh, so, landmarks? Why are we so thrilled with tens? Um, I don't know, but I don't know. It's very arbitrary. There's, I can't, I can't think of a reason unless there's some spiritual reason for it. I don't know, but they are big. When your kid turns ten, you're like, wow, you're ten, you're double digits. <laughs> That's exactly that just what happened. I said. Yeah, just it just happened wow. uh, for oh. us. So, oh yeah, you know, I yeah yeah, Livy just turned ten uh, this month. So I don't, I don't know why it's such a big deal, but it is. Why is sixteen a big number? For girls, why sweet sixteen a thing? Because of alliteration. 
maybe it's like, wow, we could string these two words together and create a whole big thing about it. Uh where parents are going to have to spend a shitload of money on their daughter's 16th birthday. Guess what? It's probably as simple as that. It could be. I, Sweet 16 probably is like a hall, that's a Hallmark type of um, event. Just manufactured. You know, um, a couple of years ago, um, maybe it was last year, I can't remember, but we went to Vegas for New Year's Eve. And they they shut down the strip and then like, Every fifth casino has um, has fireworks, and it was cool. And then you know, you're kind of walking around drinking with your kids and stuff. But ultimately, you're like, you know, who knows how safe all this is? We probably want to get back to the room. Like we had to actually, um, Melinda and I went out gambling at like 9 p.m. and then we came right. back to get the kids, and they were like asleep. And then we kind of had to force them to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> for for New Year's, so this was another right. another New Year's like Eve. Like, why are we waking our kids up and doing all this? Like, we could have just stayed out here and kept gambling. Like, you know. But you're right. It's every well, New Year's is. It, you wanted a, to share something with them. It's is that why you woke them up? No, we woke them up because it's a special thing. Because they they close down the street and do, you know, the fireworks. And it was cool. Did they wind up enjoying it? But it's you know. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we make a thing about. It. I I do believe I'm correct. Most New Year's Eves are not all that special um, for anyone. Like it, you know, it, people aren't suddenly falling in love on New Year's Eve. Right. You know, it's <laughs> no big breakthroughs in your life are happening between you know at, at that time of day. People are usually drunk and throwing up or embarrassing themselves. Like. There's not much good that happens when you're getting shitty drunk like that. There's not. <laughs> who, who you kiss first. You know, right. Uh, yeah. who can, first kiss. I, I, really, yeah, the only New Year's Eve that mattered was Harry and Sally's. That was the only one. I was going to say that. That's the only one that – they look like they are the only ones who ever had a good yeah. New Year's Eve. It all worked out. One. And, yeah, he's running yeah. around the streets, couldn't get a cab. Yeah, there you go. Are you a fan of that? Are you a fan of that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, good That's movie. back when I liked Billy Crystal. I don't know how I feel about him today. Oh, really? I don't know. I he, haven't seen him do anything. It's been so long. Well, you know, I, you don't really watch TV, but I'll tell you anyway. But there's this show called Comedians. Uh, him and um, Josh Gad. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know him. I think it's – yeah. It was a really yeah. great show. It was like a um, a kind of – like fake reality show of behind the scenes with with these two guys making a sketch show, and it, it was really really good, but it didn't get picked up. It's a, uh, what, I would rec I would recommend it finding it. It's like uh, something like was maybe FX or something. Um, okay. There was probably only like eight episodes, but they were all really good. It was like it was definitely like a like a curb ripoff kind of thing. Uh, but it was it was really good, and Crystal was great in it, and so was Gad. It's so frustrating when you have a show that like that where you're really into it, and you're like, "Why the hell doesn't anybody watch this show?" And then it gets canceled after one season or two seasons or whatever. I hate that. I've gotten locked into shows before that just didn't have a very long run, and I'm like, "What?" Well, I guess I'm the idiot that you know most of the country doesn't enjoy this show. 
I'll have yeah. to find that one. It's it's de- it's definitely worth it. And yeah, it, it does suck. There's so much stuff out there. It's hard to jump. Like Killing Eve, I jumped on, even though that's its first season. But a lot of the stuff, Americans, you know, I waited till it was over to watch. But that was well yeah. worth it. Um, it, it, it. It depends on how you want to. You know how you want to watch TV. You don't watch TV, so it's. I mean, I don't know why you're talking. Don't say it like that. Nah, I yeah. have not been able to watch TV. You don't. Recently. You don't love TV. You don't. I love. You're TV. not a couch potato. No, you don't. No, you don't. I. You know what's funny? Um, TV. I definitely love. I used to be a huge movie buff, right? I mean, I was constantly watching movies. I didn't watch a lot of TV. You know, years ago, I watched movies over, over and over again. I would watch the same ones. I watch new ones. I was always watching something new. I don't watch movies anymore. Like I would always see all of the Oscar nominations. Yeah. And now I just don't do that. And I guess it's some of it's a product of having a kid. Yeah. I just we're just not able to get out to the movies. But even when they're, you know, available on demand or whatever, I just I don't know. I don't set the time aside. I'd rather watch a TV show if I have 2 hours free. I'd rather get two episodes in of something I'm watching on TV. You you have to you have to you have to get in Creed two and a Star is Born. Yeah, so I will. I will see Creed two, um, a Star is Born. Yeah, we're dying to see that. Have you seen the previews for Us? The new Jordan Peele movie is coming out. No. Holy shit! All right, well, just check it out. Uh, it's a thriller. It looks like you know a nice horror movie, and. Maureen and I were just talking about this, and I, I feel like you and I may have had this conversation, but I feel like the gates have been open for black directors and producers where, I don't know, somehow they're getting more leeway now, thankfully, mm-hmm. and I think we're seeing some new talent, you know, stuff that we haven't seen before, or at least fresh, you know, perspectives, like this Jordan Peele, man, and, and Donald Glover. Like they're the ones that are putting out some of the most interesting shit over the last year or two, right? It's not I, white people. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm only yeah, I only want to see what Donald Glover's doing. Like I really, like that's like a yeah. stop. That's a stop everything. You know, they have genius takes, you know, or genius perspectives. I, I'm and Jordan Peele. Like I thought, Get Out was, I loved it. I, yeah. I like that movie a lot. Um. But yeah, this new movie—it's—it's it's not race. It's not race related. It's just—it's—it's uh, it's about people being their own worst enemies. I think was the description I heard. Well, who? Well, who, who are we getting too much of? Instead of um, like a new black voice, is there someone that we're we don't need anymore? Uh, like I still want Scorsese. I don't, um, I don't know that. Well, It's—I don't know, but I'm not seeing much different from anybody else. I guess like I. Nothing's really feels feels all that fresh. I mean, Judd Apatow puts out a ton of good shit, um, but none of it feels all that new to me. You know, if I see Seth Rogen or James Franco or all those same actors that are in all these movies, it's always the same sort of thing. It makes me laugh every time, but I don't feel like they're not pushing the envelope for me. So I don't know. This is just where my head's at. And it all started for me with Atlanta, yeah. you know, which you got me into. But when I watched that, I was like, nobody's doing anything like this. Nobody else. And it's just weird that all of a sudden I'm seeing some, you know, these are people I've never heard of before. Donald Glover, Jordan Peele. Like, I've heard of them, but I didn't pay attention to them. And the stuff that they're putting out there is just more interesting to me. 
And I wonder if it's because we're seeing just there's more uh, material out there from from black producers and directors. Well, Hollywood is so fucked up. They they would still, you know, it still takes a million. Like like uh, like Coppola famously said that like he can't get a movie made anymore unless he wanted to do another Godfather type. Like, can you why imagine? does he say that? Because it's just how Hollywood works. They just your track record is meaningless unless you're not like jumping on the next big thing. It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, unless you're Adam Sandler, then you could just churn out nonsense, you know, three times well, a year. I know. They're, they're always welcoming that kind of shit. Yeah. Like you can always uh, get know, a new Sandler movie. Like, you know, just Jordan Peele, just, you know, just as writing, just writing his sketch show for how many seasons that was like, this is a creative guy. Like, I, you know, I wonder, I wonder how long it take him to like, to get, get out greenlit. Like, it, I hope it, it shouldn't have been that long. Like you just got to, I just, wonder if someone's funny, someone's good. Just kind of let the, you know, they have ideas, let them do them. Well, for years, don't you think that, uh, okay, so if I was going to think about who were, who a black actor was, it was Denzel and Morgan Freeman, and then Jamie Foxx, and then nobody, just a, a, a bunch of, you know, people that had supporting roles, you know, whereas now maybe you'll start to see that grow a little bit, but I don't know, I still don't feel like Hollywood, there's, there's no... There's no equality there in terms of, you know, how many white actors there are compared to black actors. And I know some of that is just based off of, you know, how many people are in Hollywood. I don't know. But you can't tell me that there aren't more black actors out there that just aren't getting a shot at lead roles. Yeah, of course. I, I don't, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. And then thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's the platform. It's, it's you know, it can be so hard to get this stuff out there. Um, there's too many platforms. There's too many. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the movie companies are, are what they're thinking is now. What they're giving money to. Like, and everything is everything is superheroes though. Like, what movies? What, what like so boring? Clever movies are really happening. I don't know. Well, this one I just described to you, Us, I think you're right. That movie, um, it's not a superhero movie, but Glass is is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I'm, Have you seen the previews for that? Yeah, I'm ready for that one. That's going to be yes. good. Yeah, that's been years in the making. Uh, and, you know, because if you saw Split and obviously um, Unbreakable. Yeah. Is that it? Unbreakable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the whole storyline tying together. I just talked to somebody the other day who saw split and then they saw the ending and spoiler alert to anyone if you haven't seen it please stop listening um they saw the ending and bruce willis appears how did they not tie it all together they didn't to some degree no they didn't i'm not gonna name this person it's you know it's inconsequential but i was like how did you not figure that out <laughs> they're both set in philadelphia hold on right he just thought bruce it's willis happened to be in the movie yeah, like, oh, yeah, Bruce Willis plays Guy in Dining Cart. <laughs> you know, I, why? How could he not be right? Like, why would you place him in that spot? So dumb. I was in shock, like, that somebody didn't get that. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty yeah, dumb. Man. How that's about, pretty bad. How about if they thought he was, like, 
uh, they didn't even think it was unbreakable. They're like, oh, wow, was that the 12 Monkeys Bruce Willis that was in the diner? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's John McClane, you dumbass. It's, it's going to be a diehard, it's going to be a diehard unbreakable uh, slash split, you know, crossover. Oh, man. That's a, he's a cop. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait for Glass. My God, that should be. I hope that that doesn't suck. That's what I'm hoping. I no, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's got his fastball back. Hopefully, M Night. It seems like he definitely. I don't know what. Well, Unbreakable to me was always top two, top three. So I'm glad that he 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 latched on to that story and decided to take it in other places. Because you know some of the other shit that he did, like The Village, and I never saw that. I didn't see a lot of his quote unquote bad ones. The pool, the pool one, the village, the whatever. I really haven't seen them all, so I've only seen the good ones. If you ask me. Did you uh, see Signs? No, I didn't see Signs. See, I enjoyed Signs. I think a lot of people probably tell you it sucked, but I I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I think you're right, man. He's got his groove back or something. You know, they let him become a joke just because for whatever reason. Like, it's still... Again, another creative guy. He didn't just lose it. Well, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see his movies, but whatever. I don't know. I think he just ran out of interesting ideas. His thing was always, oh, well, there's going to be a twist at the end. I mean, yeah. So they they would do that. The Sixth Sense was so wild that it was, you know, it's a hard to make something after that. Really? He should have went away. And yet he did. And yet he did. I mean, he made Unbreakable. He made signs i thought they were two strong follow-ups they weren't as good as the sixth sense but although actually unbreakable i love it's just a little bit slow um but yeah then he made some real stinkers oh my god did you see the one with i think devil was his wasn't it in the elevator i did see that i don't think that's his or is it it's not i thought devil was his man i'm pretty sure i feel like i like that yeah, I actually that maybe that was the beginning of his comeback. Maybe that maybe that was the beginning of it. Hold on. Um yeah, Devil 2010. It's in Philadelphia. No, the director was not M Night Shyamalan. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, whatever. Um I guess we need to get into our NFL uh picks this week. It's getting to be about that time. We're okay. 50 minutes in here, buddy. Yeah, I, I really didn't want to talk about last week. All right, well, why don't you recap uh, where we're at record-wise, how we did last week. All right, so you had a nice week. You went 5-2. and two. Uh, you Wow, up- did I? Yeah. Holy shit. 5-2. and two. Okay. All right, go uh, on. You're up to 33-30-2. and two. Um, And I went 3-3, three and three, so it wasn't a total loss. Uh, and I'm up to 45, 30, and one. Um, I had I had a backdoor cover win, Bills. I had a backdoor cover loss, Cleveland. I had another backdoor cover loss, the Jets. I had a backdoor cover win, Eagles. I had a straight up loss with New Orleans, and then I had a straight up win, Seattle. But so I had a weird day. Uh, luckily, Seattle was the last game of the day, and I just, <laughs> I just bet the house on that. So that that made up for everything. 
Now, yeah, that was a that was a good game, and we were on the right side of that one. Yeah. Um, how did I fare out with my with my Raiders game on Monday night? I I came in okay yeah, with the under. Yeah, the under was forty three and a half. Yeah, it was such an easy one to call. Okay. And it got right. that got hairy too. Yeah, I was I was paying attention here and there. I mean, I could only focus on that game so much. It was Christmas Eve. Yeah. I really did not feel like watching a Raiders game. Just it wasn't in the cards for me. So I was kind of keeping track of it online. But all right. I feel like this week's going to be challenging. Yeah, it is. Uh, really just because it's week 17 and a good 60% of the league doesn't matter. Right. So any games that you feel strong about where you want to start? Um, I think I hate the the Jags have been screwing me when no matter which way I go with them. But. I think the Texans really should beat them. Uh, they're given six and a half. In the first half, they're given three and a half. Uh, I, I kinda... So the Texans have a shot at the number one seed. If if New England loses and if the Chiefs lose and if Houston wins, they have the number one seed Okay. in the playoffs. So they do have something to play for there. Right. And it's one o'clock. Yeah. Which helps even more. They should beat the shit out of the Jaguars. They should. And I, I think I'm All right. I think I'm going half end game. Uh what's the what's the line at the half? Three and a half. It's three and a half? Yeah. Okay. So you're laying three and a half and you're doing uh what, straight money line on the game? No, I'm doing Texas in the first half, three and a half, and then Texans for the game, six and a half. All right, so you're going both. Yeah. Wow. You're heavy on that one. Um, uh, The only reason I'm a tiny bit nervous is, now, I don't know if Fournette's playing, um, but Stupid Portals is back, and I wonder if for God knows what reason they play better with him. You know, I mean, he's look, he's he's better than Cody Kessler. But I wonder if he just comes out of, you know, plays out of his mind. He's running up and down the field, you know, because Bortles is a big runner. I'm uh, I'm going to roll the dice with, with that with Johnny and uh, yeah. take the Texans. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I'm not a Bortles fan. <laughs> um, OK, I'm staying away from that one. Right. I am staying away. Um, I'm actually going to head to Green Bay and I'm going to take the Lions getting seven and a half. Huh? Against the Packers, even though it's in Green Bay, I feel confident going against the Packers. But also, the Lions have have owned them over the last couple of games. And I don't think the, the, the Packers should be seven and a half favorites over anybody. Although, I guess I, I missed out on, uh, didn't they beat the Jets by 10 or something like that? <laughs> the Packers? Yeah, they well, up beating, I lost that bet, right? Detroit... Its defense is last in the league, and their offense it is. is 25th. Yeah. Um, Green Bay's – Come off- on. It's Matt Patricia. They're going to go out strong. Yeah. Um, you know, if anything, an over in that game, 44 and a half. I, I kind of I, – I believe it or not, I kind of like the Packers there. Um, but I'm not picking it, but I don't know. I just – that worst defense, I figured this is this – is, for, for whatever reason, Rodgers won the game last week. I don't even know what happened there. I couldn't believe that one. But, um, you know, they 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 can't get a good draft pick, so they might as well win this one. Uh, 
thought Rodgers did what he usually does. Not not that he did it much this year, but you know, he came back from being down 15 and somehow beat the Jets. I don't know. You know, it's it's the New York Jets. Their defense isn't all that great. Um, somehow they managed to, to run up a 15-point lead on the Packers. That was just astounding. All right, but, yeah, I, I'm going to take Detroit getting 7.5 okay, cool. as my first pick. Yeah, I know. I actually, it's, a little, it's a little precarious. I actually wrote it down wrong. I put Green Bay when you said that. And now I, oh, I Detroit. just have to cross out Green Bay. Okay, Detroit. Cross, cross out Green Bay. Yeah, I've gone away from Green Bay. In the second half of the season, as 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 you well know, yeah, they they burn me too many times. I know they hurt your feelings, and they did. Uh, you hurt my feelings with all your anti Rogers talk uh, <laughs> earlier in hey, the season. Listen, here's the thing: we know Rogers should have won at least six more games. It wasn't his fault, and he made the Pro Bowl. That's all that matters. Mm, that's great for him. He's living a charmed life. Uh, any other one o'clock games that you care about? I I like the Jets and I like the Giants. So you like the Jets getting thirteen and a half mm-hmm. in Foxborough, okay? Um, and the you see like the Giants laying. So you know that line came in a little bit. No, what was it? I mean, it didn't come in much. I think it was. Uh, it only came in a half a point. I think they were laying six, and now they're laying five and a half. Okay, that's good for me. Yeah. It's good. Well, yes, it's very good for you if you're taking the Giants to cover. So I'm just curious why, why, why Eli and the Giants with no, uh, they they have no Odell. Yeah, Dallas. I mean, does Dallas have anything to play for? They want they want Zeke to get a yard yardage title or something maybe, or he already has it. Like, what are they playing for? I don't know. Are they sitting everyone? I'm just curious. Is that is that the reason uh, why you have the Giants like five and a half? You know what? I'm not taking the Giants. I'm going to take the first half under of twenty and a half. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You talked me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I was kind of nervous about that one laying five and a half. I don't. I don't. As much as I want, I need you to lose for me to even get close to your your winning percentage this year. Um, I couldn't <laughs> let you go through with that. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a lot of points. What am I what am I thinking? I, it's it's it is a lot. Let and, me tell you, Eli? Don. Yeah, the, the the lines aren't necessarily talking to me this week. It's it, this is a tough week. It's week seventeen. Yeah, that's what we were. Saying. I will I will a, take the thirteen a and a half with the Jets. So you're taking thirteen and a half, Jets. Um, I actually am on the same side as you. I'm going to take the Jets as well. Yeah. I I don't want to go against you. I don't I don't think that the Patriots are going to win by. They're going to win by almost two touchdowns. I just don't see it. No, I don't see that either. I don't, you, you know, even though they were, I was surprised that they were covering most of the game last week, but. So that's well, your second. I also, I, I have a feeling, yeah, that's my second. I also have a feeling that the Patriots could, they could be up big and they could pull the starters. And then I feel like the Jets could get back into it. Mm-hmm. You could be, you could be looking at the, uh, the bench player secondary for the Patriots in the second half, and the Jets actually put something together and make it a little bit closer. Yeah, this is the week to have to probably go for more first half bets than anything. Um, yes, you know, even me, even my Texans, you know, I might actually scratch the game bet and just take the first half, and then 
The Jets in the first half are getting seven and a half. Um, yeah, I don't like that as much. Me neither. That's why I'm taking a 13 and a half. They could definitely be down 20 to three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, at the end of the first half, they really could. Well, I, Especially if New England has uh, Stephon Gilmore uh, out there, you know, covering receivers. And they're, the Jets are down a few receivers also. Like Quincy Anunwa is in playing. Javon, or what's his name? Curse. Uh, Jermaine Curse, is that his name? Yeah, he's not yeah, playing. This, this is all about Darnold, though. It, it is, but he's got to have someone to throw to. I guess he's got Elijah McGuire. Um, I don't know. All right, so what are you doing? Are you taking – you still – you're good with the Jets? I'm sticking with the Jets for the game, yeah. Okay. I'm going to cross off yeah, the Texans I, for the game. Yeah, I feel better about your Jets full game just because of what I think could happen in the second half. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the 4 o'clock games. I'm not touching the Cardinals-Seahawks game. Oh. I have zero interest. I am. Oh, go ahead. I'm sticking with my Seahawks at home. Love them giving six and a half in the first half. That's my bet of the day. Um, and I am not against giving the 12 and a half, but that's probably just a small bet. Six and a half is my big bet of the day. But do the Seahawks have anything to play for? Yeah. They can play for seeding. Um, they can either go to Chicago or Dallas. Okay. And they want to go to Dallas. Right, so they want to go to Dallas, yes. I agree with you. Hmm. I still don't like it. It's in Seattle, laying 12 and a half. Oh, God, you're probably right. That's probably that's probably a good good one to go with. Yeah, Arizona has uh, – they, they kind of packed it in. I didn't like their – I've been a little bit on them. I liked their effort a couple weeks ago, but last week was not, not a good showing. Well. <laughs> You know they're being they're being run by somebody who just figured out that David Johnson should be the primary focus of the offense. So I don't have much faith in their coaching staff. It sounds like they're getting the head coach is getting fired, whoever he is. Yeah, uh, probably they're already talking about who the replacement's going to be. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the Minnesota Vikings Bears game at 4:25. Mm -hmm. Vikings laying four and a half, and I am going to lay the four and a half with Minnesota. As an Eagles fan, I hate to see them cover this and to win the game, but it's what's going to happen. I think that they're going to take care of the Bears at home. They're more motivated yeah. than Chicago. I like Minnesota, too. I can't even pretend it's a reverse jinx. It's just uh, – it's just – it's more to make you feel better when it happens to say at least I want some money on it. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I also think that the Bears – it, it, if you're talking about, oh, well, playing the same team three times in one season. So from their perspective, all right, well, let's lose the second one and then we'll beat them the third time we meet them. Right. Because if that's what's going to happen, that's how I would think about it. I would say I'd rather lose that second game. Well, sure. It's just a it's just a tricky thing to think that you can decide one week to lose and then the next week I'm going to win like. Well, it's silly, and yeah. I'm sure that they're not going into it that way. But I think it's uh, if we lose, okay. I, I, it's almost like you're. I don't know. Do you have that cockiness then? If you beat them twice, when you're going to play them that third time, do you feel like you have their number? Maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way. I, I, the Bears, the Bears should feel pretty unstoppable at home. Uh, if I'm that, yes. So, 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't division or not. Maybe, maybe that's how they feel too. Well, and who cares about Kirk Cousins coming into your home? You think that he's going to go into Chicago and light them up? No, no fucking way. I don't way. care about change in offensive coordinator or whatever. I don't care. I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to do anything to the Bears uh, in the playoffs. What I it, really don't. What is this line um, next week? Oh, in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, Probably Chicago minus three and a half. Yeah, and we're all over it. I would say so, because I think they're going to beat them up. Yeah. But we'll see. But, yeah, so this week we like the Vikings, though, laying four and a half. Yep. All right, any interest in Bengals-Steelers? Um, if, if I had to, I would take... I would take the points, um, but not really. Oh. Yet. I would take the Bengals getting fourteen and a half. Yeah, this is one of the yeah. Uh, but I'm not. I'm I not, don't know. I'm not doing anything here. I don't want to touch this one. I mean, the Steelers should beat the shit out of the Bengals, but what if they don't? Hey, <laughs> you know what? If Cuz is listening, I got a ten point teaser for him. Uh, go ahead. Ready? We got yeah. the, we got the Jets getting twenty three and a half. We got the <laughs> Bengals getting twenty four and a half, and we have you know, the Oakland Raiders getting twenty four. You know, I made a lot of money on ten point teasers back when I was in my early twenties. <laughs> a lot of money back when I was wearing condoms. Well, that's right. <laughs> back when I had to. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, hey, 10-point teasers, all of our 10-point teaser fans out there, cuz included, uh, feel free. Here you go. Feel free. All right, Browns-Ravens. I'm really interested in this game. Uh, Cleveland in Baltimore getting 5.5. Do you know where that line opened? Or has it? did it open at 5.5? Give me a sec. Um, yeah. I was curious about that one to see if Publix moved it at all. Hold on. I'm not loading. You have to, you have to vamp. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I could talk about this game all day. It's just uh, so juicy. I'm I'm just interested to see if the Browns can actually go into Baltimore and take them down. Uh, that's the only hope that Pittsburgh has, right? I think Pittsburgh's, so. No, obviously they have to beat the Bengals, but, yeah, they need the Ravens to lose. It is crazy to me that Pittsburgh was 8-2 and two at one point in the season, and now their 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 fate is lying in the hands of Baker Mayfield. And the Cleveland Browns. Okay, it opened at six and a half, so it moved. Ah. A, it moved a full point. Uh, I think. Wow. I, I, this is. You know what? The line is talking on this one a little bit. You know why? Heck yeah. This is. We all love Baker Mayfield. We all love his cockiness, or at least I do. We love him fucking with Hugh Jackson. Sure. We love that the Browns are relevant, and we love the future of the Browns. But you know what we don't love or we're not thinking about is the Browns on the road. And no. I am giving that five and a half like nobody's business. Uh, yeah, I, they, I have they, to say I'm with you on this one. Yeah, they may put up a fight. It might be fun. But uh, the Ravens are not losing to the Browns. And in fact, they should really handle them the way they did the Chargers. I think Harbaugh should be fired right on the field if he loses to the Cleveland Browns. 
Like the the GM no. should come down to the field and fire him before he even makes it to the nah, line. No, no, come on. The Browns. That's the thing. The Browns aren't that team anymore where you get fired on the field. Um, playoffs on the line. Playoffs on the line. Week seventeen. Your team. You can't get your team ready to beat the stinking Cleveland Browns. They had a head coach change. I know, but they're not the stinking the Cleveland the Browns anymore. They're the fun Cleveland they're Browns. Not the, they are, but come on, John Harbaugh. He should have this game planned up and down, left and right. There's no way the Browns should come in and beat you when you have a playoff on the line. Now, no, I know. fire them. I know. This, yeah, this line is telling me everything. You know, the whole world is probably on the Browns to even win the game. Yes. And yeah, they're they're going to lose by ten. Yeah. All right. So you and I are both laying five and a half. We don't have um, anything different. Oh, Oh. I know. So far, so, so far, we do not. Do you have any interest in Chargers Broncos in Denver? No. Uh, Broncos getting six and a half. No, uh, no. Neither do I. Uh, Raiders Chiefs. Uh, Raiders getting fourteen in Kansas City. I I would lean towards the Raiders for sure. You'd lean towards the Raiders. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you have a first half line on that one? Eight and a half. Twenty six and a half. So Chiefs Chiefs laying eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll take the first half line. I don't know about the 14. I'll take the lane eight and a half. Okay. First half, Chiefs. All right. Um, I don't have as much confidence in the Raiders as you do, but the 14's a lot. Yeah. It's and, just, and the Chiefs have don't have a good defense. You know, if you look at DVOA, it's shocking where KC, number one offense, 27 defense. Like that... I know. That's just not <laughs> so good, bad. man. That's not where you want to be. No. San... I don't smell a Super Bowl for the Chiefs no, this year. Absolutely. I just don't. San Diego is 3-8, and eight, which is much better where you want to be. New Orleans is 4-10, and 10, again, where you want to be. The Ram... yeah. Rams are still 2-14, and 14, which is interesting. Um, 14 is, is somewhat respectable. Yeah, but 14 is prob- probably – disqualifies them Baltimore 15 and two wow and yeah their offense is what it is I mean yeah run Chicago 22 and one oh my god <laughs> yeah there you go yeah I mean you could wind up with a Chicago Ravens uh Super Bowl how, how would you like that oh god that would be terrible. <laughs> no, please no. I can tell you the NFL doesn't want that. No. I don't think. I'm I, I, I'm no. telling you right now. I'm pulling for the Chargers this year. That's how I really. I'm pulling for the Chargers. Yeah. Um. And I think they have a real legitimate shot. I would say the NFL wants it to be. They probably want it to be like a, a Chiefs Patriots. Would be my guess. They. I think they want the Chiefs Patriots. They want the Chiefs Rams again. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Chiefs Patriots in the uh, AFC Championship, uh, in the NFC. Uh, yeah, you probably want Saints Ram Saints Rams. Um, you would think that they probably want um, Patriots Saints in the Super Bowl, right? Wouldn't the NFL want that? Yeah, that's probably um, the Houdat crew versus Belichick and Brady. I don't know. I don't know if they still want the Patriots involved anymore. I think you still. I think you want Kansas City. You want to jump on a Mahomes. Yeah, maybe Kansas, that would be the two MVP candidates right there. Actually, Mahomes yeah, versus, uh, Kansas Breeze. City and Saints was a good one. Yeah. What, what? What? What team is more likely to throw a wrench in everything? The Chargers or the Bears or someone else? 
Uh, both. I mean, I think both. I think, well, I think the Chargers are most likely. Uh, they may very well be the best team in football. They they just might be. Uh, the Bears could. The, the question for me with the Bears is always Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, uh, Trubisky. I just, you know, I, I don't have 100% faith in him. Can the Bears win in New Orleans? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't think so? I, I think they have enough ground speed where they could they could create problems for New Orleans trying to cover um, some of the weapons that they have. Throw them on turf. Like, I love a Tariq Cohen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think the turf, the turf, if anything, helps the Chicago offense. Yes. And, yeah, and then their defense is just going to, you know, look, they're the number one defense yeah. in the NFL, so they'll take care of business. Yeah, it could be interesting. They could definitely, they could definitely throw a monkey wrench into things. I don't want to see. I would like to see a, a Bears Chargers. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I would love that Super Bowl. That'd be entertaining. Um, all right, how about Eagles Redskins? Do you have any interest here? Eagles are laying six and a half. I have no. It's in Washington. I have no feeling. I know. None. Um. I I will say I think I feel comfortable Maybe. laying the six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. So I'm gonna go there. Okay. I don't We already talked about the Eagles. I mean, if anything, I'm you know, I'm not taking the six and a half. Um I probably like the Eagles a little better in the first half, given three and a half, but I don't like that hook either. Um I don't I don't know about this one yet. <laughs> the skin's just I mean, unless all of a sudden Philadelphia realizes they have nothing to play for, I don't know. Some somewhere in the middle of the game, maybe that could screw things up. What happened in the first game? My God, uh, Redskins Eagles. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Monday night, right? The Eagles won that game. Yeah, the Eagles won that game. We didn't lose to Alex Smith. Was it a beatdown? I can't remember. I, can't, I, have no, I have no recollection of it all. I doubt it was a beatdown. I mean, they they're always close. Oh. They're always close games. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's that, that six and a half concern. Uh, then again, <laughs> they're cutting guys. The, 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 they're cutting guys that are just have, speaking truth. Yeah, I know. That was that's a great story. We'll have to get into that next week. God, we are so um, we're almost as lucky as the Patriots with our division. Almost, we are. <laughs> Nobody's luckier than the Patriots. No. So that's just the worst division. Um, do you have any interest? Uh, one final game. I, I don't care about Niners Rams. It was. Um, I don't, I'm sorry. It was 20, unless you do. Twenty-eight thirteen. By the way, um, it was fourteen thirteen at halftime. Eagles, and then yeah, Redskins didn't score in the second half. Oh, that's right. Away. Oh, that's did right. Alex Smith. Did Alex Smith die in that game? No. It. Mark Sanchez started for them. That's right. And he had a <laughs> he had a long touchdown drive or something. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good old Sanchez. Uh, do you have any interest in Niners Rams? I do not. I kind of like the Niners. Okay, getting nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. The I, first, I, the first half. That line. could be an upset special. Maybe just uh, I might take the Niners in my pick and pull, just for the fuck of it. All right, yeah, do it. So last week of season, yeah. go go nuts. No, nope, uh, no nope. Colts Titans. The Blaine Gabbert Bowl. Yeah. Um, Colts are laying three and a half in Tennessee. I am taking the Titans 
I am taking home field. I was in that stadium. Saw one of the reasons why okay. I won't be watching the Eagles next week. Um, it's a good home field. That's all it is. It's just home field. I, you know, uh, three and a half home dog. I'm just taking it. I'm not, you know, I, I, I immediately in my pick, I'm just went Colts. Um, but then the more I thought about it, or at least with the line, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking those three and a half. What's the first half, um, over under 21 and a half. So 21 and a half first half. So I'm going to take the first half under. Okay. And I'm taking the Col- I'm taking the Colts lane three and a half for the game. All right, cool. All right. So that's where I'm at. I I just can't I can't put any faith in in the Titans. Can't do it. Seven picks for you this week. I get it. Oh, good. I'm catching up. I'm glad you wrote them down because I've forgotten everything I picked. <laughs> It's all. It's been like a blur the last twenty minutes. <laughs> we we talked about every fucking game. What, Jesus Christ! What are we? Are we two hours in? Like what's happening? Jesus Christ! This is like Mel Kiper. Um, yeah, we are an hour and sixteen minutes in, and we are going to call it a wraps right now. That's it. Good idea. We got New Year's up ahead. Happy New Year's to everyone who's listening. Uh, everyone, be safe, Jeff. Don't don't kiss any any of the wrong people on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Stay close to Melinda, uh, please. Don't disgrace your family. It's not worth it. Johnny Cakes, I hope you have your first good New Year's. <laughs> I do too. It's, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I could I could predict what it's going to be. I will be the only one awake by eleven or eleven thirty, um, and I'll probably be watching either a show. Or a movie uh, as the ball drops. I don't think I'm going to watch this. Show. I have a question for New Year's Eve question for you. So you did you sure. did you ever watch the ball drop and all that stuff and live? Yes. What were your? Th- I did one time. What were your thoughts with Dick Clark post stroke on New Year's Eve? Was it the uh, most? You're going to make it, me go there. Was it the most depressing thing that's ever happened to us, or is there a level beyond most depressing? Like why the fuck? Did they cart this guy it out was, there every year? Yeah, it was terrible. I felt bad for him. Um, and he sounded like Chris Mortensen does today. Have you heard Have you heard Mort no, on TV? No, what's up with him? So, sounds the exact same. It's that weird voice. I don't know how the – I don't know how – I'm not going to imitate it because that's just a terrible thing to do. But, yeah, I feel like after the stroke, it's – I don't know that you should necessarily be on television. Can you? Uh, God, what a way to end the show! I can't believe you you, well, you pulled this one out can, at an hour hour and eighteen minutes in. Can we make a pact that post stroke we will not be uh, doing any more Garden State of Minds? We're just going. <laughs> oh man, I would love to do a parody of it though, if we could. Could we? You know, in anticipation <laughs> of that time, could we? Do like a five-minute sketch where <laughs> one of us does have that condition. Now, see, you never made fun of Dick Clark. I made fun of him re- relentlessly and, um, and his voice. I didn't. Come on. It's low-hanging fruit. I can't go there. My my favorite. I can't, my, can't ridicule the elderly. My most favorite Dick Clark joke was that uh, instead of Dick Clark doing the countdown this year, it's going to be Blair's cousin, Jerry. Uh, oh. <laughs> to make us all feel uncomfortable oh. as the ball drop. Okay, I, you know I feel like we did so much work on this episode with you know the women's movement and 
Uh, and now you just, God, I feel terrible even being associated with this conversation. As funny as that was, what you just said, I can't, I can't take away from the humor there. But Jesus, I don't feel good about laughing at that. <laughs> That's all right. Think about that on, at, at 11.59 and maybe you'll have oh, a good moment. All right. Okay. Um, all right. Listen, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Jeff, as always, it's been a pleasure. Best of luck to you in the new year, buddy. Hey, I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> all right, Johnny. Uh, see you next year. Uh, all right, man. See you next year. It's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a god in the state of mind.